Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. And uh, welcome to Renewed Church. I also want to thank everybody who's watching online. Welcome as well. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So this is kind of a new look. You know, my name is Pastor Carlos. Or if you are from Misfit Youth, that would just be Oscar. So if you are new to Renew Church, I would like to encourage you to fill out one of the connect cards that you find on your seat. Just some simple information that will allow us to connect with you. And on the back, if there are any specific items that you would like to know or ways that we could be praying for you, just put them on the back and you can drop that in one of the buckets on the way out. So, just some full disclosure for everybody in here. This is my first time preaching a Sunday sermon. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, I've preached several messages on this stage on Fridays. Again, shout out to Misfit You. But this is my first shot at a Sunday message, so no pressure. So, Pastor Trevor uh, reached out to me several weeks ago, and he asked, Hey, Carlos, would you like to preach on July 3rd? So I thought it over, and I was like, yeah, actually, I think that would be an awesome opportunity. It would be an honor, because as it is, it's an honor to, to preach the Word of God. So he sent me a message, and I quote, Cool, bro. It's the start of a series called God Lives. Yeah, exactly. So I was standing in the kitchen with my wife, and I was like, I looked at it, and Man, that doesn't make sense. I looked at her, I was like, man, he's trying to set me up. I've never preached a message on Sunday. He wants me to come up on stage and say, God lies. What a guy. <laughs> but in actuality, when we started digging into it, and I know it says God lies, but it's actually read, not God lies, but God lies. So these are things that have been said over time that somehow, some way, they've been attributed to being said by God. So over the next several weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to open up some of these, uh, these phrases, these Christian cliches. We're going to dig into them and look into them and see, did God really say that? So there are going to be several things that we're going to talk about over the next several weeks. Things like, God won't give you more than you can handle. Or, all roads lead to heaven. So the cliche that we're going to be talking about today is, do what makes you happy, right? So let's get into that. So do what makes you happy. How many in here can, you, can say that you've heard this before? Yeah, I would have figured that most of us have heard this said numerous times. I've heard it said numerous times. And I've heard it said in numerous different ways. I've heard it said in a passive-aggressive sense. I've heard it said sarcastically. That's the, the, how I've heard it said the most. You go to somebody, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go and, you know, we're going to go to Disney or whatever and spend thousands of dollars. Yeah, do whatever makes you happy, bro. But I want to say something to all the men out here. So, guys, if your wife or your girlfriend says this to you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ted. So just put the golf clubs down. Put the fishing pole down. Just stop what you're doing. And just advice, just tell her that what will make me happy is just to spend some time with you. 
as my brother Ted said, that is a trap. You want to walk away from that. But as people generally, happiness is important to us, right? Nobody walks around saying, you know what, man, today I just want to be miserable. And I don't think anybody wakes up saying, you know what, I'm going to set apart a little bit of time to just, to just be sad today. I mean, we're in the middle of the 4th of July weekend. Tomorrow is Independence Day. So I would like to just take a moment now. So can we give it up? To give some thanks for those who have served and have sacrificed so that we can have the freedom. And also, I just want to, like, sidebar on that, just challenge you guys tomorrow as you're doing your barbecues, doing whatever you're doing at the beach, just take some time and just reflect on what the 4th of July truly means. But back to my thought. So being happy is so important to us as Americans that it was even included in our Declaration of Independence. Like, have we actually thought about that fact? So it says right on the document that we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But see, that right there might be the core issue. It's a pursuit of happiness. It's a chase that we are constantly on as people. You see, happiness is like, it, it, it's something that doesn't last. It's such a fickle thing. It's something that changes over time. It could change minute to minute. It could change day to day. It just, it's not the same thing. I don't think anyone is truly happy all the time. And that in itself means happiness is a fleeting thing. But why is that? Maybe it's because we as people are pursuing the wrong things. But we'll dig into that topic a little bit later. So in pursuing, um, no, I'm, I'm sorry, in writing this message, I actually was looking into the definition of happiness. And definite, I mean, happiness is a tough thing to define. See, I think we can all define happiness in our own individual and unique ways. So I want to try something real quick. And this could go one of two ways. It can go chaotically or it can go well. <laughs> So I want to say the word happy, and I want you guys to shout back to me the first thing that pops into your mind. Can we try that? Yeah. All right. So happy. happy. Did you catch that? Exactly. Because as I said, so many different things got thrown up here. We're all defining happiness in our own way. See, and if, you can, if you're going to ask me, and you guys can just get your, uh, for me, Happiness is spending time with my family. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, but it's, it's cute, but it's true. <laughs> I love spending time with my family. But, ah, uh, two times. <laughs> but in prepar like, like as I said, in, prepar in preparing, wow, that's a tough word. In preparing for this message, I was shocked at how many different definitions for happy there are. In several different, um, in several different dictionaries, you'll find at least 10 different definitions for the word happy. That's strange to me. Merriam-Webster has these definitions. So they are favored by luck or fortune, notably fitting, effective, or well-adapted, enjoying or characterized by well-being and contentment, glad, and there are several more. 
But I think you guys get the point. So this is how the world looks at happiness. Favored by luck? Like, do you have to be lucky to be happy? That, that doesn't make sense. Fitting, well-being, content. So we looked at how the world defines happiness, and we also looked at how we ourselves define happiness. So let's look at what Jesus has to say about it, right? So to find that, I, don't, I want to look no further than the most famous sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount. So before this, before the sermon, Jesus had already gathered his first disciples. You know, he'd been going all around Galilee, preaching the word, performing miracles, and the Bible says that great crowds followed him. So Jesus is walking along. He's got his main guys up in the front, turns around. He sees this multitude of people following him. So let's see what he does here. So it's in Matthew 5, 1 through 12. So it says, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. So he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you, So leading into this, I really feel that Jesus saw this as a moment, saw this moment as a perfect opportunity. So he's walking and he sees this group of people and all these people that were with him, they came expecting something. They came expecting something great, just as we should when we approach God. But these people might have been looking, they might have been following Jesus looking for miracles. They might have been looking for a sign that he was the true Messiah, but as always, Jesus had something bigger, much bigger to give them. So this sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, was a wake-up call from Jesus to this crowd of people that was following him. See, the focus on the Sermon on the Mount was how to live a life pleasing to God, and it, was, it defined the characteristics of a Christian life and Christian discipleship. It also shows us as Christians that when we must be living for God through faith, and not just by our external actions of keeping the law. See, most of the people that were following Jesus at that point were Jewish people. So they were showing their faith by keeping the law. Jesus was like, guys, wake up. There's much, something much bigger. Now at this point, you might be thinking, I thought we were talking about happiness, right? None of this. What is, where does happiness come into all this? Well, the Bible speaks about happiness, but it does, some, it does in a different way than how we just defined it. When the Bible speaks about happiness, it's talking about something that is self-contained. 
It speaks about happiness that is lasting, not the fleeting happiness that we just talked about. It's talking about an eternal happiness. It's not talking about something that depends on a set of circumstances or the outcome of a sporting event, which, if I'm being honest, sometimes that's how I define happiness. It's not speaking about physical possessions or earthly things. It's speaking about godly things. So we know that there have been many different translations of the Bible over time. Some words that have been defined will they'll change the perspective of the way that we view a verse. So in the Old Testament, there was a word that was used, and it was called ashray. That same word is, has the same definition as the New Testament word makarios. So makarios is a Greek word that is used in the New Testament and in the Beatitudes that we just saw earlier right now. So makarios could be translated as blessing or blessed, well-being, flourishing, and finally, happy. Man, how different would those verses be interpreted? And how different would we interpret those verses if it was read as happy are the merciful or happy are the persecuted? You see, I hear this and I think, I feel like Jesus was making an appeal that true happiness and flourishing is only found in a true relationship with God and a focus on his kingdom both through us and in building his kingdom. It's speaking about living a life where we don't put our own selfish worldly desires above God or above those around us. You see, I can read it as happy are those who thirst for righteousness and they will be filled. And I will know that is true as I juggle being a 40-year-old man leading in ministry, enrolled in college courses, with a full-time job, being a father, being a husband. And I know that that's stressful. That's a huge load to carry. But I'm happier now than I've ever been because I know that I'm serving the life that God wants for me. I'm living out my calling. See, happiness is not going to also be found in possessions. In fact, Jesus warns us against this. In Luke 12, 15, Jesus says, Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. See, that right there is a warning from Jesus against the selfish attitude of instant gratification. See, this world has such a desire to be happy right now, even if it's just for a fleeting moment that it can cause us to make foolish choices. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there. Too many today live for this moment, and they don't think about eternity. And what does that mindset do? That mindset says, I'm going to do what makes me happy right now. I'm going to buy what makes me happy right now. I'm going to drink what makes me happy right now. I'm going to eat what makes me happy right now. And we know, God knows, it can go further than that. So Jesus is telling us that we don't need the worldly things to bring happiness into our lives. We need a relationship, a true relationship with God, and we will be filled. If you want to live that life that has meaning, one with joy, with lasting fulfillment, possessions are not going to get you there. That's not going to get you there. 
Now, I know Pastor Trevor, and, and, and he always wraps it up, sermon in a sentence, right? <clears throat> this one came to easy to me. We cannot find true happiness apart from a true relationship with God. So right there. So several years ago, I was stuck in that old way of thinking, right? I, I was doing what makes me happy. And I was happy, or I, at least I thought I was happy. See, I have, I, I said it the first time, I was about to say it again. I was going to say I had a great family. No, I still have a great family. Um, but we just had bought a new house. I had a new car. You know, perfect life. The problem was my relationship with God was literally at zero. And it's funny to me when and where that realization came to me that I was not happy. Because it came to me as I was doing something that I truly love to do. And it's a silly thing. uh, But if anybody who knows me or has been to my house during the holidays knows that, man, I love Christmas. Like, I love Christmas. I love decorating for Christmas. I, I actually even like taking the decorations down. Everybody hates that part. I enjoy that. You get one last look at every single thing. But my house, man, we have all of our decorations literally go away, and their Christmas counterpart comes back. Two trees, one upstairs, one downstairs, lights inside, lights outside. We even have posters that in the frame on the flip side is a Christmas poster. Like, yeah. We go big, like we do Christmas big in my house. But this year, or at this time, man, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it. And I had a real vivid moment, and it, it, it's crazy because it's one of those out-of-body experiences. I was, literally felt like I was above myself, looking down at myself, watching myself fake it. Like as we were filling our house with joy, I was empty on the inside. And I knew at that very moment, like, man, I need to do something about this. I was borderline on that depression point, man. So I decided to open up myself to my wife. And I took her to the side and I told her, I told her, quite frankly, honey, I'm, I feel like I'm broken inside. I couldn't explain it. But I told her, like, I need God to come into my life now. And I praise God for my wife. I can't thank her enough because she didn't even flinch at it. She said, honey, I'm with you. Honey, I'm I'm with you. And she's been with me every step of the way, but not only have I seen the growth in myself, but I've seen the growth in her as well. And she's not here right now, but I also thank God because Manuela was the one that pointed us to Renew Church. And we came in, and ever since day one, I've been serving God in any way I could find, and it has been a blessing in my life. It has changed my perspective, my perspective on life. Because when you are serving in church, when you are serving God, you realize you are serving something that is bigger than yourself. And if you are a part of something bigger than yourself, I mean, how much more can you do at that point? And of course, this does not come without a sacrifice. There are many sacrifices. I'm reminded of what Pastor Mikey said just on this stage last week. When we come to church, we're not coming to church just to pour into ourselves. We're coming to pour out into others. 
that's part of what this is about. And like I said, there are sacrifices. Weekends, long nights, vacations, family time. There are sacrifices, absolutely. I love a vacation. Who, who, who here doesn't love a vacation? Raise your hand if you love vacations. Absolutely. Everybody loves vacations. Just two weeks ago, I took a vacation, a week vacation, an unpaid week vacation to take 50 kids. One of them right there. I see him smiling over there. <laughs> 50 kids to camp to help them build their relationship with God. Now, is that the ideal vacation? No, it's not. But I can tell you right now, that week is a week I will never forget for as long as I live. And I appreciate the, the applause, but I don't say that for the praise. I say that because I want you all to understand that when you are serving a life with a purpose greater than yourself, and you are living to serve others, you will find happiness in that. You will. See, God doesn't want us to be miserable. He doesn't want us to not seek the happiness. We know that as Christians, we do have responsibilities. But when we are faithful to those responsibilities, we will find the Macarios, that true happiness, that flourishing in our life that the Lord wants for us. That is why when we seek our own happiness first and God's will second, we fail to find that fulfillment. That is why that happiness is fleeting. That's why it, it escapes us. See, I'll go back to the Beatitudes and I will say that happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those, in the poor, those that are poor in spirit, we recognize our own spiritual poverty. We continue to seek God because we know that we don't have it inside of us. We can only find it through him. True happiness is the result of seeking God's kingdom first. See, I love, I love digging into the word because I love how Jesus teaches us, right? When he teaches us certain things, but then he turns around and he tends to explain why he is showing us these things, right? So one that I stumbled upon, and this was, this was late in the week as I was exploring this message, um, it's in John 15, 11, and it says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. See, I, I read that, and I realize, again, as I was just explaining, Jesus, his intention is not to restrict our lives, but that we will live an abundant life. He was living as an example that when we live a life obedient to God's will, it doesn't only glorify God, but it's also the best thing for us from an eternal perspective. So as I was studying this, I was studying this verse, and another translation popped up. And I saw that other translation, and I was like, man, that's something that I need to share because that's one that is going to, honestly, reading it, it's going to linger on my heart for a while. Another translation of John 15, 11, and this is Jesus saying this, is, I have told you this to make you as happy as I am. So now we think about that, right? We think Jesus, God on earth, came down from heaven. He knows what it is up there. So he's telling us this because he wants us to experience the greatness of heaven, the glory that he has for us. That's a beautiful thought to keep on our minds, not just today, 
but literally as we just move forward in our lives. So I say, truly, I don't know where you all are today in your walk. And I don't know with how many of you this message will truly resonate. But my hope is that you will take this message and you will let it guide you. Because I know that this might sound like a call to serve. Mm, Not necessarily. And this part is not a sales pitch, but this part is just, I really want you guys to understand where we're coming from here. Next week, we have growth track. And growth track is a perfect first step. I apologize because this is also my first time since I said it's my first time preaching a message. My first time wearing this headset and it kind of popping up on me. So um, growth track is an amazing first step for you guys to start serving in the renewed crew. You become a part of this church. You'll learn more about us, but in turn, we also get to learn more about you guys. But not only that, the truth is, you guys will learn so much more about yourselves. So I would encourage you guys to take that next step. You're welcome, Mikey. You're welcome, Sabrina. <laughs> so I want to pray in closing in this, in this, uh, in this message. Um, so if we can just bow our heads and close our eyes. And so first thing I want to do is I want to just pray for anybody who hasn't taken that first step. For any who haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to take that first step, to move forward in this walk with Christ, to, to become a part of this family of God. So if that is you today, can you just be bold enough to raise your hand so we can pray over you? Praise God. Praise God. So um, for that, I'm going to ask if we can just all pray this prayer out loud. It's a simple prayer. Um, and we can welcome, um, welcome this person to the family of God. The prayer goes like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, I, I know that I've made mistakes. But I want to turn from that life and follow you for the rest of my days. Today, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's give it up. Praise God. So, a second prayer would be for those who need to start putting God first. And you want to find that true happiness, that, that, that true purpose in your life. So let's just pray over that together, and we will close this message. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this day, Father. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this message, Lord, this this message about finding true happiness in our lives, Father. We know that happiness is a fleeting thing. God, we just know that, that not just today, not just on Sundays, Father, but just every day in our walk, we need to just start putting you first, Father God. So, Lord, for those, those, of, those of in this room that are struggling with that, those who are online that are struggling with that, Father, I just ask that you just, you just encourage them. Just give them that nudge. Give them that reminder, Father, that we can't live a fulfilled life if it is separated from you, Father God. 
Lord, I also pray over this weekend. I pray over Fourth of July weekend, Lord. I pray over everybody who has plans. Um, I pray for the weather, Lord. But I also just, I pray for safety, Father. Um, I know that, that everybody wants to, to shoot fireworks, Lord. I just pray that you just keep everybody safe. Lord, I pray over um, the travels. Um, that's, um, Lord, I just pray over, uh, pray over this weekend and just pray blessings over everybody in this room. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's stand and worship God together.
You may be seated. Welcome again to Renew Church. My name is Pastor Mikey. Thank you guys for joining us this morning, this uh, 4th of July weekend. You guys chose to wake up early and come to church, man. So thank you guys for doing that. We appreciate you guys being here. Um, and if this is your first time at Renew Church, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Um, if you made a decision today to follow Jesus, uh, man, I want to say welcome to the family of God. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, man, we, we want to get to know you. Um, man, come meet us. With, there's a tent outside on your way out. It's called our Next Steps tent. Uh, we want to give you a Bible. We want to talk with you and just, uh, man, encourage you and, and, and just welcome you into this, this family of God. Um, man, another thing. What a message by, by Pastor Carlos this morning. His first time preaching on a Sunday morning, man, and, and you did an amazing job, brother. So proud of you, for sure. For sure. 100%. This guy practices what he preaches, man. He's not just up here just trying to teach a, a, a good moral lesson that sounds good to him. He's preaching stuff that he's lived through. Uh, God's done it in this guy's life, man. He I saw him come in here what, two years ago. You've been at this church for two years now? Three years. Just a guy wanting to help out. He, he had no aspirations of, of preaching on a Sunday morning whatsoever. He just wanted to come serve. We were putting up curtains in the old kids' rooms, and I remember just having conversations with this guy, and... I, I had no idea he would be a preacher someday. I just thought he was just some dude, some cool guy. But he humbled himself. He, he said yes to God. And he continued to say yes and to say yes and to say yes and be obedient. And man, the Lord has done amazing things in his life and his family's life. And this dude who just walked in putting up curtains is preaching on a Sunday morning. Man, praise God for that. <laughs> praise God. Proud of my brother. Um, Man, and like he mentioned in the message, Growth Track is next Sunday. So if you've never gone to Growth Track, we highly, highly encourage you to do so. Um, like, if, if you like what Los was preaching today, if the, if the message is resonating with you, if you're like, yes, yes, I, I, I get what you're saying. That applies to me. I, I, I hear you. Man, the next step, a practical application is join us for Growth Track next Sunday. What is Growth Track, right? It's Is it... An athletic activity? What, what does this even mean? Growth Track is just an opportunity for you guys to maybe see a little bit behind the curtains of Renew Church, gone, kind of see our mission, our, our vision, our values, who we are. If you have any questions about our church, that's the time to do it. It's, it's really in-depth to let you know who it is that we are. And then the next week after that is the second part of that where it's all about you. We do a spiritual gifts analysis, and it helps you realize some of the gifts and talents that God has given you, some areas that, that you can thrive in and be effective and, and make a difference, not only in this church, but make a difference in the world. And a lot of us don't know those things, don't know what we're good at or what God has gifted us. So I promise you, Growth Track will be worth your time. You'll get something out of it for sure. Um, I guarantee it. Another thing, too. On your way in, you maybe saw a table with some toiletries and clothes and, and shoes and stuff like that. Uh, man, we, 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 we partner with, with a, a Hope Center. If you're not familiar with what Hope Center is, it's a, uh, a one-year uh, rehab house that we take guys who are dealing with addictions and different things. We keep them in the house for a year. They go through, um, you know, obviously sobriety. We get them closer to Christ. We support them here at the church. And so if you want to help support those guys, our Hope Center brothers, because um, they need some things, you can bring next Sunday some of these items to help make a difference for them. Some of those things are uh, devotional books, spiral notebooks, pens, highlighters, uh, boxer briefs, gym shorts, 
white t-shirts, flip-flops, pool towels, sunscreen, insect repellent, mints, gum, cards, stamps, squeeze balls, four slice toasters, blenders, and outside recreational items. And this is not on here, but let's get these boys a cafetera so they can have some Cuban coffee here in Miami, all right? Uh, guys, bring this stuff. These guys will appreciate it, man. Uh, they, they, they need these things. Um, and if you can be a blessing to them, man, we encourage you to do that. And some of these things can be used. If you have a used toaster that you're not using, man, they will welcome that. They have no problem with that whatsoever. So if you have something that you can give, bring it next Sunday. We'll accept it and we'll take it over to them. And, um, and, and you know what? The Hope Center guys actually come every first service. So if you want to be here and, and drop it off there and just kind of meet some of these guys and get to know some of these guys, they come uh, at first service, 915, every single Sunday. Um, lastly, if you'd like to give to Renew Church, we just want to let you know that there's a few ways that you can do that. The first way to do that is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you, and you can drop them off in a bucket on your way out. The second way to do it is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting give to 786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for just this uh, this worship experience, God, to be able to come in and, and, and hear a word and worship you and be encouraged and be challenged and be filled. And God, we just thank you for this morning, God. We pray for the rest of our day. God, we pray for the offering this morning, God, this, this worship unto you, God, as we give and trust you. We pray that you would continue to just move in this community, um, reach people, Father, uh, lift up more Carlos Nieveses, and just continue to do what you're doing in the lives of, of your people, in, in this community, in the city of Miami, in this country, and in the world. God, help us. We trust you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you next Sunday.